0: This is Ferris Takes with Ryan Ferris. So we got a lot to get into this week, so I'm going to jump right into it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. So this week we're going to cover the Masters, the NBA conversation uh, on who's going to win the MVP. Is it going to be Harden? Is it going to be Westbrook? My take on that, the college hockey championship over the weekend. Uh, I'm going to review the first week of Major League Baseball, what's going on, uh, who's going to win, that kind of stuff. And then uh, the last game at Joe Lewis was over the weekend, going to celebrate The Red Wings, uh, talk about that for a little bit. Going to have a little NHL playoff preview, an NBA playoff preview. Going to give a little hot take on Marshawn Lynch. And then at the end, three minutes, no one really cares about. So let's go. Let's jump right into it. The Masters, my take on the Masters. So Sergio finally got that major after about 20 years, 70-plus tries. He won the major this weekend. He beat Justin Rose in the playoff. What did I think about the Masters? So my take on the Masters, I thought that Justin Rose and Sergio Garcia were going to come back to the field on that final day. I knew Sergio was going to choke. I was saying it all along, and he just did it. Why he didn't, I don't know. The bigger thing for me was Jordan Spieth just didn't do a Jordan Spieth. He didn't come back. He didn't go above and beyond. He choked. He kind he kind of choked, which was which was a surprise to me because we know Jordan Spieth as the Masters guru. He basically owns Augusta, finishing in the top two his first three tries there. So him not not putting up a big final round was a little bit of a shocker to be shocker to me. Not as much so as Sergio not falling back to the field. But honestly, I think Sergio won it with his his pot did make that birdie putt in the in the playoff. He really won it more so than Justin Rose lost that, so I can't really knock him for that. Congratulations, congratulations to Sergio! Good Masters win. Overall, another good week at the Masters golf. I mean, I tell you what, it's it's getting more and more exciting to watch when you've got so many good golfers now. You have got Rory, you got Ricky, you got Sergio, who's still good. You obviously have Jordan. You got jason day and let's not forget about the world number one dustin johnson by the way dustin not playing after hurting his back i mean that's that's big i am I, interested to see if that's going to be a lingering injury for the rest of the year here but overall final take on the masters good weekend lots of fun obviously love sitting on the couch watching augusta definitely uh on the bucket list of a place to go next nba mvp this this is where I just have a huge take, and it's not going to change. Russell Westbrook is the NBA MVP, no questions asked. Why is Russell Westbrook the NBA MVP? Well, it's easy for me. The guys averaged a triple-double. The last person to do that was Oscar Robertson. I mean, you're talking over 35, 40 years. No one. I'm I'm talking Michael Jordan. I'm talking Magic Johnson. I'm talking Kobe. Anyone. None of those players, none of those all-time greats have ever averaged a triple-double in a season. In, t- in today's NBA, Russell Westbrook did it this year. Okay, you want to throw out the stats? I'll even throw out the stats. And even without a triple-double, I would t- still tell you that Russell Westbrook is the this year's MVP. The MVP is the person that is the most valuable player to that team. And without any hesitation, I will tell you that Russell Westbrook is the MVP of his team. That Oklahoma City Thunder team would not have 20 wins this year if it wasn't for Russell Westbrook. They would be worse than the Phoenix Suns, the LA Lakers, and the Brooklyn Nets. They, they're, they're that bad. There's absolutely no talent around him. And Russell Westbrook has led that team and put them in the playoffs. They they didn't barely get into the playoffs. They're a solid sixth seed. They're going to face the Rockets in the first round. And that is, They're a solid team, and they could easily win that series. 46 wins this year, which is pretty darn good if you ask me. I mean, Cleveland only has 51. Boston only has 51, and they're leading the East. So you're telling me they're five games off the pace to be the top? They would be five games off the pace to be the top team in the East if they were in the East. And the East is weaker overall. Who knows, if Russell Westbrook was in the East with Oklahoma City, maybe they're number two, number three seed. It's entirely possible. So back to it. Yeah, Russell Westbrook has done so much with so little. No no knock, absolutely no knock on Harden's season. Harden has been absolutely tremendous. But that Rockets team, in my opinion, is still reaching the playoffs without him. They've got like 51 wins this year. Without James Harden, I'm saying they're at 36. And right now, I think Portland's going to get in at 40. So yeah, maybe toss up. They might be better than Portland. They might be worse. But they're not 20 games worse without Harden. I can tell you that. And for me, that's why Westbrook is ahead of Harden in the NBA voting. So then, so then you're going, oh, okay, well, I don't think that the award should be all about stats. Okay, so it's it's not about stats. You think it's who's the best best player in the world. Well, if it's the best player in the world, then LeBron's going to win every year. And you can't give the MVP to LeBron every year. And the fact of the matter is, that's not what the award is. The award is a statistical award. So then Harden, Harden comes out yesterday and says, makes his case and says that the award should be who has the most wins. Well, under that argument, it's Kawhi. Kawhi has 61 wins. That's ten. That's you know ten more than LeBron, and that's another five, six more than Harden. So is Kawhi the MVP or Harden? It only matters that you have more wins against Westbrook. Serious question. I mean, I I, I don't know where where Harden's coming from, but overall, Russell Westbrook is the best player this year. He deserves the MVP. LeBron's still the best player in the world. Kawhi has a case you were talking about who's the best player on the best team sure Kawhi has a case but I don't think that's what the award is about the award is about who does his team who does the most for his team makes his team that much better and that's Russell Westbrook end of story next I want to get into college hockey over the weekend uh national championship the University of Denver beat Minnesota Duluth 3-2 actually they won because they're not so famous player. They're non-Hobie Baker winner. Jared Savicious. that's I think what it's, his name, how it's pronounced, scored a Hattie. Wins 3-2. First national championship in about 10 years for Denver. Big, big stuff. All their news in college hockey. The famous Red Redbirds and coach of the University of Michigan Wolverines retired after 33 years. Pretty darn impressive stuff. Wish him the best. Uh, big news in college hockey. Uh, then I want to get into the first week in Major League Baseball. So it's a long, 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 long season. So I don't even know why I'm talking about it at this point. But some early takes. I've got the Cubbies going back and I've got them facing the Boston Red Sox in the World Series. Obviously, repeating in baseball, I think it, it could be the hardest sport to do it just because the playoffs are so short and the season's so long. Injuries happen teams can have good pitching performances and the best team doesn't always win but I, I like the Cubs I think they're so deep The exact same team from last year I think they're going to be there at the end I think they're going to face the Red Sox and they're going to repeat All their takes so far on this early season I think it's interesting you're you're week through the season and still everyone has a loss I mean there's so much parody in baseball no one goes undefeated even for 10 games let alone 5-6 so Everyone already has a loss, and the Braves are already the worst team in the league. Pretty crazy. Well, when you think about it, not so much because two of their starting pitchers are Bartolo Colon, the huge, huge guy, 44 years old. Maybe he'll pitch till he just blows up because he's so fat. Who knows? And R.A. Dickey, who also is older than my grandpa. Who knows? I have no idea what they're trying to do. Open a new stadium, and they have people that are old enough to be grandpa's starting as pitchers doesn't make any sense next topic i want to get into the last game at joe lewis red wings absolutely horrendous season they ended their run at the joe with not making the playoffs after 20 plus years of making the playoffs every single year which is one of the most incredible streaks in all of sports if you ask me to be Good. Every single year for 20-plus years is incredible. But they end the season, don't make the playoffs, have the last game at Joe Louis against the Devils, and they win 4-1. Why can't they play that well all year? It makes absolutely no sense to me. Actually, it makes perfect sense to me. When you've got Riley Shahan, who goes an entire season, I'm talking an entire season, and scores no goals. That's right, zero goals. This guy scored 15 goals three years in a row, and he goes an entire 70-plus games and doesn't score a single goal until the last game of the regular season he puts two in the back of the net. How does that happen? How can you be paying a guy $2 million a year and he plays 70 games in the NHL and he doesn't score a goal the entire year? I mean, you have to try to be that bad. And that's, I mean, stuff like that is what, in, in my opinion, is wrong with the Red Wings. I mean, they've got some good young talent and... Larkin, Mantha, and at the C U, who I think will be stars in a couple of years in this league. Zetterberg's still playing well, but at the same time, they've got four defensemen that they're paying over five million a year. You can't you can't win like that in the NHL and pay top quality dollars for defensemen that, to be honest, are not that good. There's only three players on the entire Red Wings roster that had positive plus minuses. Clearly, your defense is not that good when you have only three players on your entire roster with positive plus minuses on the season. So my take on the wings, not a good year. They'll regroup. They'll get better next year. Hopefully they trim the roster a little bit, possibly cut Helm, cut avocator. Both are making over $5 million a year. I mean, you just can't have that one combined this year. They put up 36 points. So hopefully they do that this summer. Trim the roster a little bit, and then jump right into Little Caesars Arena with a fresh start, new season, fresh legs, and I think uh, you'll see a much, much more improved Red Wings team, and hopefully they make the playoffs next year. Next, I want to get into the NHL playoff and uh, my preview on that. This year, Stanley Cup playoffs, always one of my favorite times of the year. There's just, in my opinion, every year, so many things can happen, just like March Madness. Uh it's absolutely crazy. When looking at the the playoff bracket this year, I think there's legitimately nine teams that I would not be surprised if they win the Stanley Cup when it's all said and done. Uh, I think you got six teams in the Eastern Conference that can do it, and I think you got three teams, possibly four, that can do it in the Western Conference. Out of the East, I look at the Rangers beating Montreal in the first round and making it all the way until the Eastern Conference Finals, where it's either going to be the Caps where can they get it done this year after so many great, 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 great seasons, constantly sweeping the regular season, being the best team, Ovechkin, T.J. Oshie, what have you, doing awesome, great goaltending, but they can never make that that final jump. And again, they're going to have to face their old nemesis, the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I just, as much as I want to see Ovechkin win, I don't think that he can get over that final hump and I think the Penguins again are going to be beat the Caps this year and face the Rangers in the Eastern Conference championship. And that series I think is just going to be an absolute classic, two just phenomenal teams, great skating teams going at it. And again, I just there's something about Crosby even though I don't like the guy, you got to respect him, just a phenomenal phenomenal talent. And so many other pieces on that team with Phil Kessel, Evgani Malkin. I mean, the roster is just extremely, extremely talented. And I look for them to beat the Rangers and get back to the Stanley Cup. On the Western Conference side, you got, you got the Blackhawks like you do every year. You got the Minnesota Wild. And then you have the Anaheim Ducks. Between those teams, which team has done it the most? It's the Chicago Blackhawks. And it's really, really hard to bet against Patty Kane, Taze, and the whole whole roster. I mean, just extremely deep. They've got the experience. It's not like they've gotten that much older. I think you're going to see a Chicago Blackhawks-Pittsburgh Penguins seven-game series to decide who hosts Lord Stanley's Cup. And in that series, I'm going to go with the Blackhawks. I just think they're going to get another one this year. Pittsburgh won last year. I look for Chicago to win this year. Simple as that. Next, want to get into the NBA playoff preview. Really, there's not that much to get into in these early rounds. I think you're going to see all your favorites win. Maybe you see the Milwaukee Bucks get a series uh, on the wa- – no, I think they're going to play the Toronto Raptors. I think you'll see them beat the Toronto Raptors. Possibly, maybe that game, that series goes seven. But at the same time, I, I, I think that – you'd have you you have to bet on the Raptors. But other than that, I see all the early-round matchups going to the higher seed. Other than the Houston Rockets-Oklahoma City series, where I'm going to take the Oklahoma City Thunder in seven games. Big upset. Maybe those people then that are not on the rust bandwagon will jump on the rust bandwagon for MVP. I think he's going to get it done. I think he's going get, to get that. Uh, series win against Harden, prove all the naysayers wrong. But then when you get deeper into the playoffs, I think that it's, it's going to be all chalk. I think that you're going to have the Spurs facing Golden State in the Western Conference Championship. I think the Clippers are going to choke like they always do. And then when it goes to the Eastern Conference, I think that it's going to be Cleveland. Again, I don't think it matters the regular season. I don't think it matters that – They've lost the last two games. I don't think it matters that Cleveland only has 51 wins this year and that right now they're technically tied with Boston. I think when it's all said and done, it doesn't matter if it's Boston. It doesn't matter if it's Washington. It doesn't matter if it's Toronto. It doesn't even matter if it's the Miami Heat if they squeak into the playoffs. The Cleveland Cavaliers are going to get to another NBA championship. And I think they're going to face Golden State, who has been by far, by far the best team in the NBA this year. They've got Kevin Durant back, who's going to get a couple games under his belt before he goes into the playoffs. And I think that that the Golden State Warriors will beat San Antonio in six games and get back to the NBA championship where they will play the Cleveland Cavaliers and where they will get revenge for last year and win an NBA championship. Kevin Durant's first NBA championship. That's my take on the playoffs going in. I mean, no crazy takes there other than Oklahoma City upsetting Houston which I think would be big but in the grand scheme of things no championships are coming from either of those teams So basically what what I'd look out for is that series and then looking for the Clippers to choke That's about your your only exciting stuff happening in the early games. Otherwise Not much your typical NBA nothing matters until champion Eastern Western Conference championship series and the NBA championship where I think we'll have another Cavs Warriors Let's see who's the best. Uh, Next, I want to get into Marshawn Lynch. So Marshawn Lynch is talking about coming back. Beast Mode is coming back, but nope, not to the Seahawks. He's talking about going back to his hometown Oakland Raiders team. I think if the Raiders got Marshawn Lynch, it would be absolutely incredible. Bringing Beast Mode to Oakland last year, in Oakland, well, I think they're going to have three more years there. I think they're, they're going to figure it out with the city and play three more years there before they go to Vegas. But go all-in this year. Bring Beast Mode back. He's going to be fresh since he didn't play at all last year. Bring him back. Pair him with Derek Carr. You got Crabtree and Cooper on the outside. I think that would absolutely be tremendous. You got to change a pace back in Jalen uh, Um I think it would be absolutely phenomenal to, for him to go to his hometown team and hopefully bring, bring – uh, I'm not going to say a Super Bowl, but maybe an AFC Championship to the Oakland Raiders and to that Oakland community that that loves the Raiders so much and that is losing their team to Las Vegas, which obviously huge money grab by the NFL to move the Raiders to Vegas. But yeah, I think I think it, it, Marshawn Lynch would be absolutely great with the Raiders. But news came out today that the Raiders are not jumping and being as active in pursuing him as he'd like. So there's a rumor going out there that he wouldn't mind playing for the Patriots. If for some reason New England made a deal with Seattle to because right now Marshawn Lynch is currently under contract with Seattle, they either need to release him or they someone needs to trade for him. So if some way somehow New England was able to sign Marshawn Lynch Oh, oh my gosh! I mean, at at that point, I don't think it it really matters for them to get Brandon Cooks and Marshawn Lynch and sign the best corner out there this off season and Stephen Gilmore. I I don't think it would really matter anymore. It would be it'd be another New England Super Bowl championship, and that pains me to say it. But if they sign Marshawn Lynch somehow, I think it's as simple as that they'd win another Super Bowl. But I don't look for that to happen. I look for Marshawn Lynch. I think it's pretty obvious at this point that he wants to play next year. I think he's going to go back to Oakland. I think they're going to figure a way to get it done. And I think it's going to be great for the Raiders. Now, last thing, Richard Sherman has been rumored to have been on the trading block from Seattle. So now you're saying not only are they going to lose Marshawn Lynch from coming back, but they could trade one of their best players and Richard Sherman. If you told me that a year ago, two years ago, I'd say you're absolutely crazy for them to, to trade Richard Sherman. But after this year, constantly going off on the sidelines, I don't think it's crazy for them to want to do that. I think it's crazy if they're going to get rid of him for anything less than a boatload. He's still a top five corner in this league, and I think a top five shutdown corner, which I still believe Richard Sherman is, is a hot, hot commodity. And not something that a first round draft pick, a second round draft pick in itself is worth. I think if you, if you got a first round draft pick, a third round draft pick, a player or two here, maybe, maybe you consider it. If not, would not consider trading Richard Sherman at all. That's my take on that. And now everyone's favorite segment, three minutes no one cares about. Uh, men's lacrosse. So apparently, the number one ranked team in college lacrosse the last seven weeks has fallen. So one week it was Syracuse that was number one. Next week it was Notre Dame. Next week it was Denver. And every single week a team became number one. They lost the next week. Again, pretty pretty crazy to hear that. But at the same time, who really cares? It's it's men's lacrosse, and I don't think anyone watches men's lacrosse other than the college championship that's on espn memorial day weekend every year usually at the raven stadium something like that i mean it's watched less than women's softball so can you really can you really say that anyone cares about it probably not well anyways thanks guys for listening next time tune in for a special guest to be determined but I will let you guys know it will be a special guest. How special? Probably not that special. But anyways, thanks again for listening. Subscribe on iTunes at Ferris Takes. And a couple stat corrections on the day. Riley Shan actually did not have three straight years with 15 uh, goals in a season. He had nine in 2013, 13 in 2014, 15, and 14 goals last year. But again, still the same take. You can't go entire 70 games and not score. A goal. I mean, that's just not possible. You really have to try to do that. Other stat correction, Bartolo Colon is actually 43 years old, not 44. I'm sorry, Bartolo. I thought you were 44. My bad. But the big 44th birthday is in May, so I was pretty close. Only a month off.